Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Adil Marcy Unplugged. As always, I'm Adil Marcy, brought to you from adilmarcy.com and our host, purelyhosting.com forward slash Adil. Go there, check out um, a custom-built website for you that they actually take care of everything and host your website for you on one of the best business platforms and shared platforms I've seen so far. So if you can't fork out for a VPS, this is a great place to go ahead and get started at a good rate with some good support teams, uh, making sure that everything's running smoothly for you. We're also brought to you today by dsv2.com. That's Delta, Sierra, Victor, and the number two.com. And today we've got the CEO and the guy that founded it all, uh, Mr. Chad Hamsey with us. Chad, thank you for taking the time to do this interview. Yeah, tell me about that. It's so long since we've had a conversation. I mean, last time we spoke, you were in Calgary. Like, you were still living in Calgary. That's pretty awesome. So for the people that actually don't know who you are, um, just give you guys a quick background of how I met Chad and who the hell he is, because uh, by the end of this interview, you guys are going to be like, oh my God, he's like the most awesome human being you could ever meet. Um, I actually called Chad my, uh, he's like the angry little nerd friend. I, I mean that lovingly because uh, he, like I, he started off in Thai boxing as I did. He's an IT guy. And more importantly, he also does jujitsu. So he's like, he's an MMA fighter as well. So again, angry little nerd that basically likes to beat people up, but he also knows his IT stuff, so he's pretty pretty smart. But we met through a friend of mine, a business partner of mine, uh, Aminor, years ago through um, a joint promotion. And uh, you and I pretty much hit it off, and I was really, really thankful that you and I actually got on really, really well. Since then, like I think you let me have a look at Traffic Black Book 2.0 when it came out as well, so that was really, really cool of you. Definitely, man. I love that stuff. It was pretty awesome, especially for the time that I was going through, like, you know, transitioning out um, from being an affiliate to just going into business and just doing my own stuff. So it really, really helped out um, in the early days. I'm going back through some other stuff. But wow. Okay. So I've got to ask this simply because, you know, it's a lot more fun. How do you go from like Thai boxer, jiu-jitsu guy, now training at the world famous Atos team and being an internet marketer? How does that all sync up? I mean, I know how it works with me, but like, how do it work with you?
anything now and um like those which is obviously a world-class team but um but yeah so that's that's kind of was the the evolution of it it's, it's a different story it's a little odd but uh it's my story so that's, there you go that's pretty awesome dude um especially considering like you know all the stuff and you went to like your first 1k day pretty quickly which is quite amazing because like uh I, I i know guys that have been working around for ages and they still can't do the 1k day they're kind of still like I'm doing 500 bucks, but no more than that, and I can't get above that and stuff. So yeah, it's well, I mean, interesting. Yeah, yeah, no, you know, it's um, it's one of those things where I think if when somebody hits 500, so if you hit like 100 consistently, it, it might not be something you can necessarily scale out. But I mean, if you know guys that are hitting fives, you know, you should be able to hit over over 1k because it's a, it's most likely scalable enough to get to there uh, getting after that getting to like a a 10k day and that sort of thing is is a different um it's a different amount of volume you need to do it but but yeah you know it, it happened pretty quick and um back then you know you could still run on sources like google and i mean i was on the tail end of the wild west stuff right so i missed 2007 2006 <laughs> where everyone was banking very, very easily but either way um i was on the tail end of it you could still run really aggressive stuff on on facebook and google so it was a bit easier i would say at the time but not as easy as you know some people so you know, i'm just being modest i guess <laughs> no no you're, you're actually definitely right for the people that probably don't know this part of marketing history um facebook was the same up until like 2011 2012 yeah. where you could run like everything you wanted and they would let you do it but now like they've again become very, very stringent in the processes and how they approve and everything like that mm -hmm. um very much like how google did i actually was their inspiration of how google did it. they took on their own platform very very similarly yeah and that's that's pretty badass and of course you you get like insider information every so often with like facebook ads well, you know, it's um, you know, the thing with uh with Facebook is what we found is their compliance team has been a lot harder to deal with uh, compared to Google's. Even now, Google was kind of like how you, you said it exactly. Google was, was kind of like how Facebook's was, I would say, up until um, or vice versa. I'd say Facebook was how Google's was up until about. 2013 and then since 2013 or mid 2012 google's been a lot better uh you know they're still strict it's not like they let you run really aggressive things but the cool thing is that you know we can contact our reps we can contact support and we can get a site review and see why it is that something may have um got banned or why an ad specifically uh you know might have got got us in trouble for some reason and then they'll actually allow us to bring it to compliance and fix it up and we're good to go 
Facebook's still in that phase where, um, you know, where Google was between 2010 and 2012, where accounts would be banned and you can't speak to anyone. Uh, I think they're slowly going to get out of that um, because, you know, they have been more open to speaking to people, but it's still kind of a uh, kind of like an iron curtain. It's a little hard to get to speak to somebody and actually get specifics as what's what needs to be changed. Uh, you know, the thing is a source like Facebook, it's such a powerful source that uh, we would do just about anything to kind of bring it into compliance just to see, you know what, uh, well, what can we do here to get back up and running? Because it is arguably, I would say, like the best source in terms of quality and scale combined that there is right now. So it's, um, it's yeah, I mean, it's it's one of those things that I, I think maybe a little more maturity, maybe in a year, the doors will be a little bit more open. But, you know, it's hard to say, right? Yeah, definitely. I mean, you can never predict the future with that kind of thing. But um, nope. they're starting to bring back, like, you know, not inactive accounts, but like accounts they uh, barred for some reason or another from a couple of years ago and like, giving them <clears> back to, like, original advertisers, which is yep. kind of showing a maturity uh, yes. with how Facebook actually do things. Because I remember when, like, a friend of mine had his account banned uh, and he was like, oh, I hate Facebook and all this, that, the other. I have to start a new thing. So, <laughs> no, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So it seems like they are um, starting to turn the corner. I hope. And again, it's just about open lines of communication. I think they're. I think they're going to be doing that more. So, uh, you know, just the fact that they've reversed some account bannings is great. But um, marketers are going to have to play a different game on Facebook. It's not even playing a game. Like, yes, you can cloak and you can do that sort of stuff. But, but their system is very strong now. They know how to detect a lot of that. And so it really just comes down to, um, like, they kind of put it in words that you can't breach the trust between the users and Facebook, right? So, you know, it's more, it's just about more transparency. Uh, it, what's interesting is they allow, you know, certain things like rebuild billing, like negative option billing and that sort of stuff on offers that run. But it has to be very transparent. Um, it's got to be transparent in the ads. Uh, it's very hard now to use ads that are you know weird food does this or you know and we run tons of those ads and it's just hard to use those kind because they basically want more transparency out of them right yeah. so yeah well, yeah and, and, and that's what it all comes down to exactly yeah, yeah they just they just want you to say uh you know what is it what are the benefits or the features and then with the superior targeting that's how you're going to sell it so that's pretty awesome so basically, yeah. I'm gonna ask, how analytically minded are you when you actually look at all this kind of stuff? Because like my ADD and dyslexia kind of kicks off as soon as I start looking at conversions and statistics. And I know, I know, I'm a copywriter. I'm supposed to know all this stuff, but seriously, <laughs> it gives me a brain ache when I look at stuff like that. I'm like, ugh, well, why don't I just pay someone to do this? Well, that's that's my mindset on copy. So. <laughs> so, so. Yeah, we're basically a perfect team together every so often when we do team up. Yeah, exactly. Because I'm, I just, I, me writing copy like anything more than a 300 by 250 ad, I'll just <laughs> that's enough. Like I can't even a paragraph of copy. I'm just like, man, forget it. It's just not my thing. How do I write this headline thing? What the hell? And you write the yeah. headline. I, I remember this one time specifically. Well, I think it was when you were writing Traffic Black Book 2.0. You messaged me about it. Um, it's like, how's this headline look? I'm like, um, tell the guy to rewrite it. I re I wrote it. Okay, yeah. hire someone to rewrite it. Why? It needs work. Okay. 
Like, no, exactly. Was, that's not my thing. I just don't even want to <laughs> get into that. So, but um, in terms of the um analysis and that sort of stuff, yeah. I mean, I'm more um, I'm more a numbers guy, not like advanced math or finance and that sort of stuff. But just like, uh, I can I can see patterns and stuff within within the numbers. So, uh, you know, a lot of my stuff is just these days looking at analytics and um, just making my decisions off that. And really, that's that's the best way, unless something is broken in the um in the development side or the technical side of things, the numbers will essentially tell you everything and they'll tell you the story. And, um, you just have to be logical and not emotional about it. Um, I've, uh, I like to say my, in terms of marketing, my soul has been crushed so many times that, <laughs> that now it's like, I don't even have a feeling of, um, optimism, optimism or pessimism when I go into a campaign or when I go into something, it's just, let's get it out there. Let's take our best crack. Let's get it out there and then see, uh, see what happens essentially. That basically and, sounds like that sums up exactly what my jujitsu style feels like right now. It's like, what are well, you going to get smashed and see what happens? Hope for the best. Let's go team. I'm no, like, exactly. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, it depends who I'm going against if that's how it feels. Too. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. It's kind of like, um, when you take on a purple belt or a, or a brown belt or even like seriously, every time I take on my instructor who's a black belt, I swear to God, I just, uh, I get the giggle fits because uh, that's the only response my brain can come up with because I'm like, okay, um, I'm scared shitless here, uh, <laughs> but, but I don't know what to do. I know I'm going to get beat, so let's just try and survive. Oh God, he's pulled that face. I'm giggling. Shit, I'm giggling. And I just giggle in his face <laughs> while he's like, like, he's just like sweeping me or something. I'm like, Okay. Yeah, I mean, some of the guys at the top level. I mean, you know, you know, some of the guys on on the team here, and they're they're just sick to go with some of the some of the black belts. So yeah. it's uh, I know that feeling, and I've been doing it a long time. So it's uh, it, it's definitely. I think you found. I think you might have felt the same way when you come out as like the big dog from like the Thai boxing world to like the little dog in jujitsu. So it feels so weird. It's it like, is. Uh, you know, it's um. It, there's a big difference between like. A, um, a let's say a purple belt or a brown belt in, but who's more MMA centric mm -hmm. than than a sp specific when it comes to jujitsu, right? So yeah. um, those guys are more specialists, and so they have a certain style, and it, you have to kind of experience the style to to adapt to it. But mm -hmm. there's a lot of there's a lot of bumps and bruises during that yeah. during that adaptation phase, right? See, I I call bullshit on the art suave thing, you know, like. Jiu-jitsu is gentle art. Really, if this is gentle, I wonder what judo feels like. It must feel like hell. It's, it's, it's worse. <laughs> it actually is. So that's that's a thing. I think they so just lie to us just to get more people in. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> probably. It's it's more painful, especially especially in the gi. I'm all messed up for days after really hard gi sessions. So, dude, don't don't even just man. It's crazy because like um, as I told you like before we got on this call and stuff, um, I got my second and third stripe today uh, for my white yeah. belt, which is like pretty awesome because I've only been training in jiu-jitsu for 11 months. I'm on my 12th month now. Yeah. Um, so it's quite a cool thing. I'm actually quite happy and achieved about that. But I prefer nogi. Like the more nogi I do, it's like I really just don't know. Like, it's kind of like when you go from no gi to gi, it just feels like you're restricted so badly. Like, I get choked <laughs> out so much during my gi sessions. It's like ridiculous. It's just like, I've got you now. And I'm like, crap, I can't move. But when, but when you take it off, it's like you're taking a weighted vest off. So oh, I think yeah. there's I think there's a big benefit to it, you know? 
Yeah. And so, uh, so I like it. I, I, I started Nogi, you know, so, but, uh, but I, I like it, you know, I like going back and forth. So it's always, it's, it's always fun. As, uh, as my instructor Kenny said, um, I'm actually got, I've got him on the jujitsu podcast. I run as well tomorrow cause I'm doing an interview with him. Um, mm. yeah, his, his entire concept, like the whole, his thing is like the Zen of BJJ kind of thing, like understanding the Zen and the concepts. Cause he doesn't so much teach moves. He just teaches you concepts like, um, you know, Braulio Estima, right? Estima. Yep. Braulio yeah. gave Kenny his black belt, but Kenny had been a brown belt for ages. He actually almost beat Clark Gracie um, at a big comp. I think it was like the IBJJF Worlds. Mm, but okay. it, was, uh, it, was, it was really crazy. I mean, he's, he's good, but he just doesn't put his name out there, which is stupid in my opinion, but you'll get there. But his whole idea is a figure out concept, which is very similar to marketing. I mean, it's all good and well that using something like Google or Facebook, but it's the exact same concept. You know, you're paying for advertising, understand how to test the metrics to get the right thing, to get the right results, and all the little intricacies of what you need, but they're constant, they're conceptual, so they can be adapted to anything versus, you know, getting into one thing. No, exactly, and it's, um, you, you kind of just have the, the concepts laid out, and you kind of, you need to understand the fundamentals of it, so what tends to happen uh, on the marketing side is people they uh best way to put it is they you know we've talked about it before like they chase the shiny object and everybody's heard that but what they do is they they go surface deep or maybe just a bit deeper than that into one particular subject so they know a little bit about a lot but you need to really um to get any long-lasting and and impressive results uh impressive impressive to yourself anyway or anybody else for that matter, uh, you need to really go deep on a subject and or a method or a um, strategy. And so what happens is, uh, again, um, it's good to know a little bit about a lot um, just from a just from a knowledge standpoint. But it can really put the brakes on actually uh, on actually getting results, right? Which at the end of the day is what is what it's all about. And so um, so yeah, there's there's that. There, there is that danger that you're just falling into the trap of surface knowledge and you know you can end up just being a good teacher and teaching stuff and um, you know to a to a student that is lower than you in knowledge in all those areas but eventually you'll either get exposed on it or um, if you actually want to make money doing the stuff versus teaching it uh, you're not going to be able to and yeah. that's that's just the way it happens so yeah, I uh, I agree with that entirely. Like it's <laughs> it's again like the whole thing with copywriting. I mean, I dabbled with SEO. I got some decent results. I dabbled in this, got some okay results. But the most continually strong thing I've ever done was copywriting. You know, understanding <laughs> the concepts of sales and understanding how people under, uh, speak and talk and think and how to interrupt that conversation in someone's head to get them to say yes to buy something. And, you know, it's just it's a very specialized skill to have and like you said it's something that you know not everyone has they have the capacity to do it i mean it takes hard work to do but i mean not everyone has it. it's the same with traffic not everyone is a traffic guy which is exactly why i get other people to do it for me it's like i'll understand the concept but pass it on to someone that knows it better well you know i i understand that um there's that side of it where people you know, they you have to try a few things to see what it is that you gravitate the best towards. Like I under I understand that, but the um 
the problem is that people start to confuse uh, the grind with um, not enjoying something, if that makes sense. So uh, every everything that's worth having has this degree of a grind to it. You know what I mean? And um, the problem is a lot of people encounter that grind of the actual work that needs to get done. So like um, outside of the, uh, outside of the glamor of it and outside of the, um, uh, the praise and all that. And they get into that daily grind of something and they're like, Oh no, I don't think this is for me. Well, it's not so much an issue of that not being for you. It's a matter of laziness. Now it doesn't mean that you need to sit and, um, work 15 16 hours a day i did that when i started uh, because i didn't have the capital to to um outsource a lot of the stuff that took a lot of the time so these days i work a lot less in terms of hours but um that the grinding and that that labor that just needs to get done is either being done with systems or with people and um and more than one person so you know the um because the person fits into the system as well so um it, it just comes down to you know, I like to do only the stuff that I enjoy, but I understand the necessary stuff that needs to get done as well. Yeah. If that makes sense. Of so course. I guess that's what it comes to. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty awesome. I mean, it should be, it's like the way that things idealistically would be, but it's mm -hmm. kind of, um, it's kind of cool. I actually forgot. I'm such a dumbass question. because I should have asked earlier, but like, how <laughs> do I actually have you for? I think it's like 30 minutes today, isn't it? Yeah, I think I think that's what it was. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Damn, come up to the hour. So I know exactly. Like usually, I'd get to this much later on, but I'll do it now. Just you know, throw you on the spot because I think that people give their best information, best best advice when they do this. So all right, so take someone that's either they've got some money. Let's say a thousand dollars, and they're like, right, I've got this this offer. I know what it is. Blah blah. You know, whatever. What advice would you give them? Like three pieces of advice that you'd give them in order to take them from where they are to getting a result that they want to see. So for instance, whatever result that is, we'll just say it's earn more money or something crazy. So, Sure. Uh, so, I mean, um, you know, always number one is test small and roll out big, right? So we always want to test small, um, but we want to test enough. So that's the, that's the first point of it. The second point is is finding converting traffic not so much um cheap traffic so everybody's always like oh i need cheap traffic i'm on a tight budget well not necessarily you just need converting traffic so to give you an example um you know we buy email drops from a website called called newsmax and um you know and it's pretty popular i'm sure you've heard of it so newsmax is a pretty popular uh online magazine they cater to a um you know baby boomer type offers work really well their health offers that sort of stuff so you know, a the minimum price drop on that sort of thing is like eleven hundred, twelve hundred. So I know it's above the thousand that that you mentioned, but there's other sources out there like an Archimax, which you can get a drop for three hundred to five hundred dollars. Now I the reason I know about these, how do you spell Archimax? Archimax, yeah, A R C A M A X. A little different uh, um, demographic than Newsmax, but still pretty good. Anyway, the point is they both have really responsive traffic on their email lists uh, even on their banner ads on uh, Newsmax it's an expensive banner buy very expensive like a $15 CPM wow. so basically yeah you know for those that don't know every thousand times your ad is shown even if it's not clicked at all you pay $15 so that's, that's very very expensive uh, but the thing is the traffic is extremely responsive typically uh, so in what I'm getting at is 
understand that converting traffic isn't necessarily just cheap and vice versa. So the clicks are going to cost, you know, um, 60 cents and upward sometimes on on a Newsmax type buy. Uh, Archimax a little cheaper, but the traffic tends to convert really well. So uh, I would go after high converting sources like email sources like that. So that would be number two, really find converting traffic. Or if you have some very good targeting, uh, such as um, custom audience lists and that sort of stuff for Facebook, I would go to Facebook just because you can test uh, very small. And um, and the third third part is basically don't get emotional with the buy so you always get something out of a buy so let's say you go and do a hundred dollar buy or let's say a five hundred dollar uh, small email drop on Archimax and let's say you don't get you know let's say it's a, a loss right so you get you, you lose on it you, you know you're at a negative 50 percent ROI or whatever that's actually a good thing to me on an initial buy uh, because that shows that number one it did convert to a degree uh, but it just didn't convert across all the creatives or across everything we were testing. And that's fine. So you're always going to get something after a buy. And people are like, well, I didn't get any money. You know, I, I didn't get any conversions. But you're still going to get data. So unless you did an email buy and there were no clicks at all um, and no opens, that means it's probably fraudulent. <laughs> so at least you, you got that. You understood it's fraudulent. You can go back to them. But you're usually going to get clicks. You're going to usually get a, um, a click-through rate on your ads or on your email creatives or whatever you, you know, type of buy you're doing. And so you're always going to get that one thing. And you got to work backwards from that. So the audience, it, it, you know, just a quick example. If you're running four ads on Facebook against each other and you're testing them against each other, uh, the audience is essentially going to tell you which one is working best with the higher click-through rate. And if you have conversions, the higher conversion rate. So you just start kind of following the steps there. So if you had two different headlines uh, that you were testing with the same image, to give you an example, uh, and one headline was working better on the ad, well then start making variations of that headline and start, and you just take little steps like that. So it just kind of zigzags. You'll start to see, okay, which one out of that variation works better and which one, until you start getting profitable. And if you hit hitting profit, until you improve profit or it makes sense to go, uh, you know, laterally and scale out. Right, so it's um that's the thing. Just understand, you're always getting something from a buy, even if you're not making money on it. Um, there should be there's there's always a story in the data. Is I guess the best way I could say it. Yeah. So there you go. Sorry, Those three. microphone just started like beeping at me. I was like, crap, it's doing its mute thing again without me thinking about it. Telekine tele telekinetic powers there. Don't worry, it got you. It just <laughs> didn't get me saying anything, which is fine because my stuff was ir ir irrelevant at the time. God, no worries. Yeah. Oh man. Okay, so that's pretty awesome. Thank you for sharing that. I mean, um, for the guys that are listening out to this, definitely go check out what Chad does. I mean, follow him on Facebook. Uh, you're on Twitter. Are you on Twitter? I can't remember if you're on no. Twitter. You're on no, Twitter. I'm not. No, uh, but uh, I, uh, you know, I'm on Facebook, of course. So uh, yeah, you guys can check me out there. And uh, and yeah, dsv2.com. That's our agency uh, website. We, um, you know, we always. Uh, we do affiliate stuff and we do agency stuff and, and I got a few other things going on of course but uh, that's where a lot of people come to me if they're interested in blowing up offers and if their offer uh, it makes sense for us to take on and that sort of stuff yeah yeah always a good way and of course bother him as much as you can with cat picks it always helps he, he oh yes loves... <laughs> I, <laughs> I don't doing... know about that <laughs> I was... I'm doing that to Mike Hill as well because Mike posted up on Facebook saying like um, how he's done with like how he can't do his own Facebook uh messages anymore because now like he has far too many to read 
Yeah. I'm like, man, I am so glad I have your phone number right now because I'm still going to send you cat pictures. And he was like, bring it on. That's funny. Yeah, he's a good guy. So I, I like Mike. Mike's great. He's actually another guy that I really want to get on this podcast at some point because, um, yeah, man, that guy's crazy good. Like, you guys, you, Justin, Mike, Kat, is it Mali? Mali? Kat, uh, I think it's Mali. Yeah, yeah. Kat, Mali, and a few other dudes, just like the best guys I know in traffic. Um, Justin, though, I think I've got to, like, coax him into it. Just, you know, hire him at some, like, stakes or something. Like, here you go, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, um, uh, John Tarr is really good as well. Oh, so John. John's a good guy too, so I'll he knows the stuff. I'll have to chill out, guys. Uh, that chat. Thanks again for being here, man. Doing this interview, I really appreciate it. Um, guys, check out dsv2.com for uh, Chad and working with him because guys, just a badass. I mean, seriously, any money you spend with this guy, know that you're gonna get something back. That's gonna be like it's weight. It's worth. It's weight worth in gold. For sure, I can't speak today. Um, it's also, good. Ch- also check out. Um, Purelyhosting.com forward slash Adil, they're the sponsor. And of course, head on over to adilmarshy.com to get, you know, updates about when we do new podcasts. And if you have any questions for us about who you want uh, want us to bring on, we'd be more than happy to sort that out for you guys. Anyway, Chad, thank you for being here. Really appreciate it. Awesome. No, it was, it was, it was a pleasure. You know, it's always just a good casual talk. But uh, if I, if uh, your guys got uh, something out of it, great. That's, uh, that's all the better for sure. Definitely, man. Definitely. Thanks again for doing this. Absolutely. Okay.